I'm defensive end Brandon Graham of the Philadelphia Eagles, and you're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadero. Hi, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles insider Dave Spadero with you. It's our game day edition here, preseason style, our final one as the Eagles finish it up at MetLife Stadium against the New York Jets. 7 o'clock kickoff. Make sure you tune in to PhiladelphiaEagles.com as well as our official app and our social channels for the kickoff show at 6.30. And then we get ready for the preseason finale. We'll be live from MetLife Stadium after the game. And then we turn around very quickly with a bizarre, really, the way it's kind of the only way to describe it, 48 hours, as the Eagles, like every team in the NFL, will reduce the roster from 90 players to 53. And as is the case with all the teams, many of these cuts are going to be very self-explanatory. Really, until you get to the maybe the 49th through 53rd spot on the roster, you have some questions, some drama. So we wait until the deadline of Saturday at 4 p.m. when the Eagles will announce the 53-man roster. And that roster will change as the Eagles look to the waiver wire and make additions and make cuts and manipulate the roster, all with the intention of getting ready for the Washington Redskins week one of the regular season, September 8th at Lincoln Financial Field. In this Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, I'm going to talk to Ross Tucker, the color analyst on the TV broadcast here. He's been with the Eagles throughout the preseason, has seen this team with one win and two losses do a lot of good things, still some things to be decided with this roster, and we'll talk about that. Ross Tucker up next here on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Share the tradition of Eagles football with the young fan in your life with an Eagles Kids Club membership. For just $20, members receive an amazing welcome kit, invites to special events like the Halloween party, opportunities to win Eagles prizes with monthly contests, and so much more. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Kids Club to sign up today. We welcome you back to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider here. Time now, one-on-one, Ross Tucker, as we go position by position looking at the Philadelphia Eagles in this 2019 preseason. Ross Tucker, here we are, week four of the Eagles preseason. Before we get into this game, let's talk about the first three weeks and kind of what has stood out to you about this football team. Well, it's weird, Dave, because even the games and the moments that didn't look as good for the Eagles, certainly like the first half of the Ravens game, it seemed to me like the guys that were most important for what we're going to see in September did a lot of positive things. I mean, you talk about Rodney McLeod showing he was back from an injury when he chased down Trace McSorley, who can scoot for a running back. He hawked him down. thought that was a great sign. Uh, Corey Clement obviously looked really good. I know the numbers weren't that impressive, but my eyes showed me that Corey looked like he was ready. And right now it seems like he's probably like the fourth running back. I mean, this is a guy that was the star of the Super Bowl. I think a lot of NFL teams would be happy if he was their second running back. He's good on special teams. So you saw what you needed to see from Corey. You saw what you needed to see from Rodney McLeod. And then Josh McCown came in. It wasn't great at first, but after that, unbelievable for a guy that's only – been there for three practices and he showed that 
if God forbid something happens and he has to play in the first couple of weeks, Eagles fans should be feel really good about what he can do. And then JJ Ortega Whiteside, extremely impressive. You know, the first three receivers seem like they're set. I don't know how much he'll rotate in as the fourth receiver, but I said this during the game, and I'll say it again here. He is going to help this team win games this year. I don't know when it's going to be or how, but he's going to make some plays. There's going to be a difference between winning or not. It's just, it's really impressive. And even though the Ravens on the scoreboard were beating the Eagles pretty badly, it was the most important things we needed to see for what really matters in September all seem to be positives for the most part. I'd like to go position by position in a moment. But first, I mean, we've got a big game here on Thursday night. There, there are players who are fighting for their NFL jobs. You've been in this position. Yeah. You know that there's going to be cuts within 24 hours. Right. Uh, and then within 48 hours, the roster is going to be set. What is the mindset of a, of a player who's on what they say the roster bubble? You know, it uh, varies from year to year based on where you are. I actually wrote in my column this week, I went through all seven of my years because there were some years that were totally stress-free and that was whether I was going to start or not. Other years where I was pretty confident, other years where I knew it was not going well and I I even one year asked for a trade because I could tell I was out in Buffalo. So your emotions vary from year to year. I can remember one year, Dave, um, trying to go out there and play in the last preseason game to prove I should keep my job in 05 in Buffalo. And they actually did not play me at all because they were trying to trade me. So there's a million different scenarios that could happen. Uh, my rookie year was with the Washington Redskins. I had a broken left hand and a torn right MCL. And they put me at second half, the whole second half at left tackle. And, dude, I flew around. I was hitting guys in the head with my cast. I was jumping over the pile. And I knew that the Redskins kind of liked me. And I thought that they would put me on practice squad, maybe on IR, because I was a rookie, kind of a red shirt year, if you will. But I flew around, and when, when they came time to make the 53-man roster, they kept me as the ninth and final offensive lineman. So what happened, and I was told, by the way, by several people in the organization that me with the broken hand and the torn MCL going out there and A, showing I could do it, and B, how I played – that was the clincher to decide to keep me on the roster as the ninth guy so that they could work with me all year. They didn't want to take the chance of losing me to practice squad. They didn't want to put me on IR because then I couldn't practice. So it matters. I mean, it, it, it made a big money difference for me, and I actually made the team and was on the roster. For the Eagles, there's still, in my guess, I would guess four or five roster spots that they still don't know for sure. And then the practice squad is very fluid because – I'm sure there's guys they want to have on the practice squad that might get claimed elsewhere and or the Eagles might like a guy, but they might see somebody else they like more. So you're competing against everybody at this point. So the guys that are out there need to really do whatever they can to make a good last impression because it really, I mean, a lot of decisions are already made, but I would say for five to 10 spots between the end of the roster and the practice squad, it could be the difference. It could sway them one way or the other. Let's go position by position and just talk about what we have seen from those positions throughout this preseason. Quarterback. You generally think the Eagles are going to go with three, right? I mean, that's kind of the way they've done it. And it seems fairly set in stone. Carson, Josh, and Nate. You agree? I would think so. The only thing I would say is if they really liked Clayton Thorson, they could 
consider putting Nate Sudfeld on IR. He could maybe even be IR designated for return or whatever. Which would mean he would come back when? After uh, week eight, right? Correct. Uh, they have to decide whether or not – because I've seen other situations. I've been on teams where they said that they were going to keep the quarterback on the roster, but then when it came time to actually cut it down, they thought, can we have the luxury – of an injured third quarterback. So at any rate, I think there's positives for, you know, Wentz and McCown are going to be here. I think Nate probably is. I don't make those decisions, but that's a factor that other teams would consider certainly. And then Thorson, you know, unfortunately he didn't really get a chance to play against the Ravens. We'll see how he does against the Jets, but he did some positive things against the Jaguars when he played. Running back to me is the deepest position on this roster. We pretty much think that it's going to be Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles, Corey Clement. That's four. Eagles have kept five historically. Would you agree that five would four or five? And if it's going to be five, they've really got a tough decision to make because there's a lot of talent vying for that fifth spot. Right. It seems like we have a pretty good handle on who the four would be. It's whether or not they keep five. And that could be any number of guys. And what's crazy is, you know, the guys, Smallwood, Josh Adams, I mean, there were games last year, Dave, those were their top two running backs. I mean, multiple games where their running backs for the game were Smallwood and Adams, and now they're competing for the fifth spot. That tells you a lot about the depth of that position. And I would think uh, those guys will end up on rosters, practice squads. And frankly, if I were a team like the Houston Texans, I don't think I would have given up a third-round pick for Duke Johnson. I, I think I would have maybe tried to trade for one of those guys for a late-round pick. All right, tight end. We've got, obviously, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. There is always, it seems, a number three here. The Eagles, I think, last year kept three and had Richard Rodgers on IR coming back after he suffered that preseason injury. If the Eagles keep three, again, Richard Rodgers banged up here at the end of the preseason, but there's still some talent there. Right. Well, you would have to imagine, just based on the experience from last year, probably Josh Perkins would be the guy that would get the nod. Just like I said about Sudfeld, they have a decision to make with Richard Rodgers because that's another tough one. You know, you only get a couple of those IR for returns. You know, they have to decide whether Sudfeld or Rodgers, whoever, whether those guys are worthy of that. Um, they even have some young guys that have shown some stuff as well on at, at, at tight end. But I would imagine at least game one against the Redskins, it would seem to be Ertz, Goddard, and Josh Perkins. And then wide receiver, look, it's Alshon, it's Deshaun, it's, it's Nelson Aguilar, it's J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, four really good players. Number five or six, again, more players to choose from, including Matt Collins, who's shown up here and made plays in the preseason. And you really need guys that can play special teams at that position. The top three guys aren't going to do it. I don't know how much Ortega Whiteside is going to do on special teams. That's the value that Matt Collins really provides. But they've got young guys. Greg Ward's made plays. Mark and Michelle's made plays. You know, they'll have to decide, do they put more of the premium on a bigger body who can make plays on special teams like Hollins or, you know, a guy that's more of a speed guy or a slot guy. And that's what they're thinking about. Offensive line, I mean, you 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 study right. it. You love this stuff. Have you seen a deeper offensive line in the league this year? No, they have. I mean, when their twos are out there, Mylotta and Dillard are starting caliber tackles for some teams in the league. 
certainly Vitae at right guard has shown that he can be a starting right guard in the league. You've had Wiz at center. He's been a guy that has been very reliable for this team for a long time. So they have at least four guys on their second-string offensive line that are starting caliber. And, and even prior, you know, still has some developmental ability. He's a big guy, does well in one-on-one pass pro, can play both guard spots, both tackle spots. He reminds me of a guy that like Juan Castillo would have loved. Big body that can play guard tackle. You think of Sean Andrews and Mayberry and all those guys over the years. So they've got they've got some good guys there to have to work through as well. D-line, 9 or 10 generally the Eagles have kept. And you go down the list, you figure Derek Barnett and Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson and Brandon Graham are your in-pencil starters. And then after that, Tim Jernigan and some depth with Vinnie Curry at defensive end. And, I mean, the Eagles, again, they just keep addressing the defensive line position and they throw a lot at you. The, they refuse to be short at O-line or D-line. And I think it's exactly the right way to go. Man, I do all kinds of stuff nationally, and you see some of these backup O-line and D-line, you're like, that's not a Super Bowl-caliber roster. Uh, you know, they also have Hassan Ridgeway's done some positive things. Trayvon Hester on the, at defensive end. Josh Sweat and especially Deshaun Hall have been stars this preseason. And even Sharif Miller, who I guess on paper is the sixth end, he's a fourth-round pick, so... My guess is they're going to try to find a way to keep him, right? So they, they, they have some really, really tough decisions to make, which, by the way, this is what you want. Like, you want to have to make tough decisions, right? You don't want to, like, if you look at a, a team and they cut only dudes you've never heard of, how much competition did they really have in training camp? Linebacker seems like it's hard to kind of evaluate with Nigel Bradham having not played, with Camus Grugier-Hill out for a while here. Um, do you have a, a handle on who's played well? Well, I would just say blessing in disguise has been the amount of snaps they've been able to get for new guys, Zach Brown and LJ Fort. It seems like Gary is the guy that really knows what's going on because he's been here unlike some of these other guys. So I think that's the value that Gary provides as much as anything. But I've seen some good signs from Brown and LJ Fort, certainly. Uh, some young guys have played well also. So I would say overall, I think Gruje Hill and Bradham's injuries in preseason have really just helped the depth of the Eagles. Cornerback without Ronald Darby out there with Jalen Mills on PUP, we all hope that Sidney Jones would step up. Russell Douglas, we know he's played very well the last couple of years. Have you seen what you wanted to see from Sidney Jones? I have. Uh, he and Rasul Douglas have both, I feel like, taken the next step in year three. It's a good lesson too, Dave, because if you would have asked me about both those guys midway through last year, I would say, man, I don't know. You know, Douglas, I thought, struggled at times. Uh, you know, Sidney Jones didn't look healthy, didn't play very well. Credit the organization for sticking with their second and third round picks and giving those guys a chance to work through their issues. I think Sydney's was mainly health. Rasul Douglas was just, you know, even talking with Malcolm Jenkins, just, you know, level of comfort in the defense. But they're both there now, and they look the part. I mean, that's what you want your corners to look like. Uh, and Avante Maddox is uh, one of my favorite players on the team. I just think he is going to be one of the better nickels in the NFL. And I neglected to mention Cravon LeBlanc, who's been out as well, played so well at nickel. Again, a lot of players there and tough decisions at cornerback. Yeah, well, uh, I think right now the health of Mills and Darby and LeBlanc 
are kind of helping them make those decisions. I think the tough decisions will come when those guys are healthy. And then do you insert them in the lineup or do you keep the guys that are already in there? And my guess is if they're playing well, it's kind of tough to mess with, with what's working. At safety, seeing Rodney McLeod back last week really making you feel good going into right. the regular season with Malcolm Jenkins, with Andrews and Dejo. The Eagles trade for Rudy Ford. He's got a chance here to make an impression on Thursday night. I mean, how does this guy make the team? Well, and if you're looking for people that we should be watching, it's Rudy Ford. I mean, that's a guy that my, he's going to play a lot. They, they want to see what he can do. He's going to probably try to make an impression on special teams, try to make an impression on the defensive side of the ball. They, they traded for him for a reason. Show what he can do. Show that he can make some plays. I thought that was a good trade by the Eagles. I don't think Bruce Hector was going to be on the roster. So why not take a look at a young safety who runs a 4-4? The other safeties they have, Sindejo, Cyprian, Malcolm Jenkins, None of those guys are young anymore, and all of those guys are more box guys. So to bring in a 4-4-40 guy, you know, who knows where he ends up, who knows what ends up happening, but I'm sure the Eagles are taking a long look at him in practice and obviously see what he does Thursday night. What's the intensity like in a preseason game number four? A lot more than people realize and a lot different than what it is for the fans. The thing I would say, Dave, is the people that are out there, they are – the best guys ever from where they're from. Like Pop Warner, Junior High, like when they go back to those towns, these guys are legends. And they're going to be playing in the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game. That means a lot of them probably are getting cut. And that'll be the first time that they've ever, I don't want to say faced rejection or adversity, maybe, maybe the first time they've ever not made a team or maybe the first time it hasn't worked out the way they wanted it to. First time they've ever been told they weren't good enough. Yeah. You know what's funny, Dave? I, 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 I literally think of this. When I got cut a couple times, I thought, man, I, that would not have been good if that happened to me in seventh grade basketball. You know what I mean? Like, you get the NFL, it's a business, you know it. But seventh grade hoops or junior high, I mean, I, now, fortunately, I was never in that position. But some of my buddies were. And you think about how hard that must have been to process that when you were that age. Uh, it's not easy now when you're in the NFL. The good news I will say for those guys is that they got the XFL coming. So if they want to continue to pursue it, they should have an, uh, an opportunity in the spring to at least give it another shot. Because that's how I would have been. If I got cut, I would have played in the NFL Europe just to try to get two bites at the apple. And hopefully those guys make the most of their opportunity on Thursday night. Ross Tucker, preseason game number four, 7 o'clock on Thursday night, NBC 10 in Philadelphia. Let's have some fun. Let's do it, man. Thanks to Ross for that. Thanks to Peter Kelly for putting it all together. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We'll be back later in the weekend, we think, with an analysis of this 53-man roster. And then we get into our regular season routine. The Eagles Live podcast comes out each Thursday during the regular season. And then our Eagles Live podcast, Instant Reaction, will come following the game days. And by then, big announcement, the big unveil here, we will be changing the name of the podcast to the Eagles Insider Podcast. So there you have it. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles fly.